Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, a breaking news episode. Friends, the whole crew with us today. I'm your host, Jordan Hill. We got Kip Adams and Benjamin Wolf. And, fellas, we have uh, reconvened today uh, among some storms. I know, I know, I think at one point, Kip and I were both going without power. Uh, but this is uh, for good reason. Georgia adds to its 2024 recruiting class by landing four-star running back Meg Frazier uh, from Matter Day out in Santa Ana, California. Four-star running back, 24-7 sports, has him as the number 10 running back in next year's class. Second running back uh, commit for Georgia in this class, along with Dwight Phillips Jr. Ben, I'm going to start with you. Uh, What are your reactions to the player uh, that Georgia is getting in Nate Frazier and his decision to pick Georgia? Yeah, well, testament to how good Georgia's class has been so far. It's actually third running back in the class, including Chauncey Bowens, who flipped from Florida as well. So one of Del McGee's best recruiting classes ever. I don't know, Kip, I'll defer to you on that in terms of ranking how Del McGee stacks up from class to class, but as good of a class as anybody's going to have in college football this season, Nate Frazier, really explosive running back. I got the chance to talk to his coach who, again, I've said this before, coaches are always going to sell me on their players, but there's a way that certain coaches talk about their players in a certain way that really impresses you. And I've talked about this with other guys that have committed to Georgia this cycle, but he's a guy that played multiple positions. And when he came into modern day, they thought he was going to be someone they'd use in the secondary a little bit. The coach said in the off season drills, he was like, man, I've got a really good nickel and Nate Frazier that I'm going to have as a sophomore and he said first padded practice came on played running back never was going to see the defensive side of the ball ever again he said it was so obvious how good he is he drew comparisons to Emmett Smith again I'll say I'm not ever going to make lofty comparisons like that but he said he reminds me of Emmett Smith in the way that he finds holes you you know sometimes you tell running backs like go you know just hit the hole get to it and and run and with running backs like Nate they have a special nature to them where you kind of just let them go like he's going to do special things he's going to do things that other running backs might not be able to do and other running backs might not even see I think his vision is one of his best qualities and anybody that was watching him commit I was really impressed I haven't actually gotten the chance to talk with him yet and I'm hoping to soon but he really impressed me just with the way that he answered certain questions the way that he talked about the Georgia football program Um, so I think it's a really good ad for Georgia and obviously it uh, softens any other blows that might have come earlier in the weekend yeah, as Ben pointed out, three running backs that Georgia's got in this class. And Kip, we had talked about this really throughout this cycle about how important running back is for Georgia in the 2024 cycle. Um, what do you think of the job Del McGee and really this whole staff has done in reloading this position and making sure that you know we don't know who could be leaving after the 2024 season, um, but that no matter what, they are in good shape at running back. Yeah, I said in my uh, decision preview that uh, Ben put up for this weekend, having multiple announcements on Frazier, that this was a major flex in a pivotal recruiting cycle for Del McGee. He needed two running backs in this class. And, you know, there have been some recruiting misses at the running back position, you know, over the last couple of uh, recruiting cycles. 
And it just goes to show just how far the, the bar is set at Georgia because Georgia's brought in some extremely talented running backs that they have on the roster right now. But you just kind of, uh, if there's a position that Georgia fans have been spoiled at over the last decade, it's definitely running back. And so I know Ben asked me to try to compare this trio uh, to the others that Dell's brought in. And I guess the bar is kind of set just in terms of coming out of high school with that James Cook, uh, Zamir White duo. Uh, you know, when you have two top 50 overall prospects, uh, two guys that are were considered basically the best all-purpose back and the best running back in that class, uh, you know, pre-injury for Zamir, I mean, he was as talented a running back prospect as Georgia had really ever, you know, reeled in. Uh, but you look at this group, I mean, these are three guys that are definite playmakers and, and three running backs that I think, you know, Georgia beat out some big time programs for for each of these guys. And I just think that this is that restock, uh, you know, the backfield position room cycle for Dale McGee. And I, I, I think he nailed it with, the, with these guys. And you look at Nate Frazier and you kind of look at the running back room at Georgia right now. We're starting to ask these questions in the fall camp. Who's going to be that guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield or who's going to be the feature back that can kind of do it all? That is definitely what I think about when I think of Nate Frazier. He, he reminds me of, uh, of No Sean, just in that short area quickness, uh, the ability to, to you know maintain contact or maintain balance at, after contact, which is kind of a, a key factor that now coaches are kind of looking for in their running backs. You know who can kind of take a hit or, or make a move and and not lose balance and be able to make multiple moves in a small area. And I think that's really what Nate Frazier does best. And so that's why he kind of reminds me of No. Sean. I know DeAndre Swift had a little bit of that game as well, but I think that right now Nate Frazier is a little bit bigger and physically. That's why he reminds me of No. Sean just coming out of high school. Yeah, I noticed a few folks on the junkyard had compared him to DeAndre Swift, but, I mean, you mentioned him or no, Sean. I would think if you're a Georgia fan, that should get you really excited. Uh, ben, I wanted to ask you a question about running back that I thought is pretty interesting when you look at how Georgia has recruited the last few years, and it's hitting the state of California. You've got Nate Frazier, who we're here talking about, who had just committed to Georgia. Uh, Kendall Milton, obviously, getting ready for a big season for Georgia. And then Roderick Robinson, just starting his high school career for Georgia. How valuable has, you know, going into California been for Georgia, the fact that they've gone out there and uh, to this point have landed some pretty, uh, pretty talented running backs? Yeah, I actually hadn't really thought about that, how loaded they are at, like, from the state of California at that one position group. I mean, it's probably – and probably sound like a broken record. It's probably about relationships and Del McGee is going to have a lot of those connections within that area. Um, you know, he might not even be the only person on staff that has those connections either. And so you'll, you often see, and we've seen it with Fran Brown, this cycle in New Jersey, like we, there's obviously a Virginia connection on staff with some of their support staffers as well. That's helped with Virginia linebackers as well. And so you see sometimes these hot pockets and it all goes back to who do you have on staff? What relationships do they have at the high school level? Sometimes these recruitments come down to things like that, that you might not necessarily expect either. Sometimes it's the more under the, ra under the radar support staffer that had the initial relationship. And that's why you were really involved in that recruitment to begin with as well. So there's something to that, probably something that I should probably ask some questions about as well and see maybe there's a, maybe there's a reason why George is going West coast almost exclusively for running backs. May have some stories to read out of that from you, Ben, in the, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, Kip, 27 commits in this class, number one class as we know, and they bolstered it today. Um, just for the folks who are watching and listening, 
who are we watching now? Who are the recruits that everyone needs to keep an eye on uh, after this weekend with what Georgia was able to add? Yeah, we'll be maybe we might be doing the show again this time next week with uh you know Williams Ranieri, the the number one defensive lineman in the country, set to announce his commitment on on August uh, I believe August fourteenth, and it's Georgia, Missouri, Oklahoma. You know he's an in-state guy. Missouri Tigers are a team definitely to watch. You know with you know with NIL, they're able to play this game and, and land big time five stars. We saw it with Luther Burden. You know, a recruitment that also came down to, you know, staying home or Georgia. So I, I think Georgia had a lot of momentum coming off the official visit for him. We'll, we'll see if they're able to hang on there. But that's obviously would be a huge pickup for Georgia. And, and right now in this class, we're only talking about three or four guys remaining. As of now, heading into the fall that, that Georgia's recruiting, this is definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest target remaining on the board. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the news on Saturday night. Uh, we were watching very closely five-star safety K.J. Bolden out of Buford. Ben, you were on hand for that commitment ceremony. K.J. winds up picking Florida State. I know a lot of uh, Georgia fans, and especially those on the junkyard, not, not exactly excited to see that announcement. Um, but, Ben, you were there. You got to talk to K.J. and some of the folks there. What did you take out of the process of him making a decision and why KJ decided he wanted to be a Seminole. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, I'll say this, it was quite an event. There were a lot of people there. The stars came out as well. You name a big time program, they probably had a recruit that was in attendance for that event. He's obviously connected with a lot of guys in the Atlanta area. Um, big loss for Georgia. I mean, there's no other way to put it there. I mean, it was a recruiting coup for Florida State, for sure. I mean, he built relationships with Mike Norvell and Pat Sertan that were really strong. I know that we've talked about you know, his relationships with Kirby Smart, his relationships with Fran Brown, those were strong. Those were definitely relevant in this recruitment. Um, but I, I definitely think that Florida State made some serious pushes late. I, you know, I think that we both predicted or we all predicted, I guess, him to land at Georgia. But there were some indications that Florida State was making a push multiple weeks ago. And I think that I probably downplayed some of that as well, just because of how much I'd heard Ohio State how much I knew that Georgia was really involved and what the confidence levels were in Athens. But I think that on Florida State's side, they've really been consistent with thinking that they were in a really good place for KJ Bolden for quite some time. He took that unofficial visit, multi-day unofficial visit over the summer. We talked a lot about Nate Frazier, him taking that multi-day unofficial visit to Georgia that really, I think, made an impact on his ultimate decision. I think something similar to that happened with KJ Bolden earlier this year. Obviously, it the recruitment wasn't over when he took that visit. There was a lot that went on between then and now for it to get to the point that he was selecting Florida state over Georgia. Um, you know, it's a, it's a loss. Georgia will have, you know, I think that it's probably more of an ego hit for some of the people in Buttsmere than anything, just because there was a lot of time invested into a guy that was that close and is that talented. But I think as we all know, Georgia recruiting classes are not built on one guy. Georgia recruiting classes and national championships are based on the body of work that they're putting together. Georgia's going to recruit the defensive back room well in the past and going forward. So I don't think there's really any concerns there, but definitely a really good player going to Tallahassee. I know it's uh, probably not much of a consolation prize, but he had a lot of good things to say about Kirby Smart and that relationship they had. And Ben, I want to get your opinion on this because, you know, we were following this recruitment and I think plenty of us were saying, well, you know, whatever he decides on Saturday night, you know, it could change his recruitment will continue. And I have no doubt about that, but I'm sort of of the mindset with him picking Florida state 
I sort of think he sticks with that commitment given, you know, he said this was his dream school, given that relationship. What's your read on it from that perspective? Do you think we'll see anything with KJ going forward or, you know, him picking Florida State? Do you feel like he's pretty well set in that decision? I mean, I feel like he's pretty stable in that decision. Um, I will say he did make, you know, note that there were times leading up to his decision that he thought that he might want to push his decision date back just because of some of the conversations that were going on with coaches. So that always makes me curious about these types of things. But I think this, again, I don't think this decision was made overnight. Might it have been made on Friday night? Yes. Do I think that he made the decision on Florida State overnight? Absolutely not. They were his first school that they that offered him. He has been going to camps at Florida State since he was a kid. Like I think that there was a lot of personal connection to the decision that he made here that goes beyond some of the recruiting factors that might have also been in play as well. Um, that said, I mean, George is going to recruit of top defensive back in the state until the end, how much resource or energy will they put into that? I think that's to be determined and that will probably dictate whether or not he would eventually flip. And then obviously, you know, KJ Bolden playing at Buford. They're a school that if things go right this year, he'll win three state championships in his high school career. He'll be watching Florida state this year to see if some of the things that they're saying about the program building that's going on are in fact happening and I think that this will be a really big show me year for Florida State not just with KBJ Bolden but just with recruits across the country and so it's something to watch but I certainly wouldn't bank on a Georgia flip here I think that it's something that KJ is pretty secure with his decision right now. Kip any thoughts on the KJ Bolden situation and if you have any names that you think Georgia may chase as a result um, you know feel free to to go go with it on that. I have no doubt that George is going to try to get KJ Bolden back on campus this fall. It's one of those situations where, you know, location uh, will help in that regard on Friday nights, you know, whether whatever time the kickoff is, but think looking at Florida state, you know, there might be some, some weekends where he just looks at this, you know, going to Florida state versus going to Athens and says, you know what, maybe I will go check out Georgia. So I, I think they're going to try to get him back on campus. But, you know, looking ahead to this class, you know, I, I think that he sticks. You could tell that he sees himself as a day one starter at Florida State, whether that's the case at Georgia, you know, that's, you know, remains to be seen. But I think he sees himself starting there day one for Georgia. Uh, it definitely makes Cam uh, Michael at uh, Statesboro and even more, you know, important in this class as a four star athlete who could play anywhere in, in the secondary Likes playing receiver, but knows that Georgia his best chances at DB. He's a guy who can play anywhere, and honestly, now it makes it even more important for them to to keep uh, Peyton Woodyard in the class, like uh, the four star safety from St. John Bosco in California, Alabama, USC, or schools that have worked hard to get him on campus, and he's taken visits. Georgia needs to keep him in the class. Otherwise, I think the secondary class is, is where it's going to be. Those two names, are the ones to watch moving forward. Otherwise, I, I think Georgia's set. I want to say, too, on Cam Michael, that's a guy that I went and saw in Statesboro earlier in the summer, and I am unbelievably impressed by him. Like, guys stand out, and a lot of times when guys stand out, it's because they're 6'5", 230, you know? They're just big guys that you're like, oh, this is a guy that he has a frame that he's going to build into an incredible edge rusher, whatever that might be. Cam Michael obviously is a defensive back. They're not going to stand out as much. When I went to Statesboro, it was unbelievable to me how much Cam Michael stood out. He really looks impressive. He's freaky fast. I mean, he's shooting for some low, low track times this year as well. Um, so, you know, I'm, 
I'm really high on Cam Michael. So I think that's a big recruitment going forward. We'll be sure to follow his recruitment and all the others around Georgia as uh, we get closer and closer to December and uh, that uh, sweet signing period. So, uh, fellas, any parting thoughts uh, before we wrap up this uh, breaking news episode? I mean, I guess my parting thought would be the one thing we didn't really mention around the running back position is obviously we mentioned the three guys. I think that the complimentary element of that three guys is it tells you it was very strategic by Georgia in this class. I mean, Kip mentioned it perfectly. Nate Frazier is the do it all back. Like when you're looking for a prototypical running back, that's what you're going to be getting out of Nate Frazier. And then you have the other two opposite ends of the spectrum there. You've got a guy in Dwight Phillips that he's a smaller in stature guy, but when he gets in space, he's going to flex that 10, 200 meter speed. He is freaky, freaky fast. He returned his opening kickoff for a touchdown in his scrimmage the other night. And then you've got a guy like Chauncey Bowens that if you just follow him on Instagram, you'll see some of the weightlifting things that he does that are just unbelievable. So I think it was very strategic by Georgia to look and get those three specific guys that have those three specific skill sets. And obviously only taking one back last year, I think that they knew that they would want to take three if they could. So just a really good combination of backs that they added in this cycle. Chauncey Bowens, who has been doing those workouts and sometimes rocking the Bucky shorts. I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, no free ads, but we will we will free ad Bucky. No doubt about it. Well, we're going to wrap it up. I appreciate everyone who hopped on to watch this thing live, everyone listening to it after the fact. I appreciate Kip and Ben for popping on. And as always, be sure to subscribe to Dogs 24-7. Uh, go to the Dogs 24-7 YouTube page. Uh, check out everything we got there, podcasts, along with player interviews and uh, Kirby Smart press conferences, which will continue as we go through fall camp. So we're going to get on out of here. I can't believe uh, that the power stayed on for this, but, hey, uh, we got really, really lucky. You can say that for sure. Until next time, everybody, take care. Take care.